Hey, Smallvillians, and welcome back to Somebody Save Us. It is a Smallville retrospective podcast where every week we talk about an episode of Smallville that we watched. And I am one of your hosts, Paul, and joined by my lovely co-host, me! <laughs> me! <laughs> I'm Mr. Meesings. Look at me. Look at me. Um, I'm Ashley. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. Yeah, t- today I'm Ashley. Right. Tomorrow could be somebody totally different. You just never know with me. You never know. It's a mystery. It is. Is what it is. Just like today's episode. Uh-huh. Yeah. Suspect. It's a little suspect is what it is. Uh, excuse me, Paul, but the term nowadays is sus. I actually don't think it is anymore. I think that's uh, that's a pretty mid thing for you to have said. Oh, I'm sorry. Is, have they have they abbreviated it even more now? Is it just so? Pretty, it's just, if you ask it's just, me, it's just the consonants now. We're just leaving out all the vowels. I mean, that would be so annoying. That would be. I would. <laughs> I would just crawl under a rock and just never come out. Our language devolves into just random throat noises. Hmm. <laughs> Back to the could be worse. Days. Anyways, do our socials, do it, or yes, whatever no, we're, we're doing not. for the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> no, the thing that we're doing for the beginning is getting right into this motherfucking episode, which oh, okay. is, uh, it's like Lionel is spending a uh, dark and stormy night having his speak and spell read to him, and it's reading him some um, some Nietzsche. Some Friedrich Nietzsche? Yep. Nietzsche? <laughs> Nietzsche. <laughs> the uh, what's the book what's the actual book uh that he's reading though i didn't actually uh it's um, beyond beyond good and evil beyond good and evil yeah yeah uh so he's doing that when his cell phone starts ringing uh he eventually answers it um and then we see that like while he's talking it kind of the camera you know zooms out we see he's up on like the mezzanine level mm-hmm. in in the, in the study in the library i guess mm-hmm. um it's kind of a study slash library. Anyway, he's talking to somebody and he's telling the person on the other end to get the helicopter ready and that he suspects that Martha is no longer in his employ. And like the way that he says it in this conversation, because you don't ever hear what the guy on the end of the phone call ever says, but it yeah. sounds like everybody was probably under the impression that Martha was going to be like, quote unquote, joining Lionel in one way or another because it's I'm assuming it's like the middle of the night because it's dark it's stormy it's pitch black outside so it's the middle of the night and like they were just assuming that Martha was going to fly with Lionel to Metropolis in the middle of the night like yeah sounds sounds unlikely yeah I mean she made it pretty clear last episode that she's not going to be doing that yeah and I think I'm, I'm like that guy's looking for way more than just a work wife. A work wife is one thing, but he's obviously looking for like a work wife that he can like put his dick inside or something like that. Like he's, <laughs> he, he's hot. He's hot for Martha. He's thirsty. He's a thirsty boy. He, he's, he's got the thirst. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we see the door to the study open and a shadow enter the room. But despite the fact that it's clear that the person kind of opened the door in that way where it, you don't let the handle fly back to its neutral position. Like yeah. they kind of tried to sneak in. He still hears them. Like he's like, Oh, who's there? Yeah. He's got superhuman uh, hearing. He's blind. All his other senses yeah, are heightened. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, he says something, uh, like as the, as you kind of see kind of a little bit of the point of view of the person coming up, but then you just see him being like, is that you? 
like in a very non-gendered way and like he's yeah. it's it's almost like you know they're 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 doing the whole mystery thing yeah it's, <laughs> the mr bird's like oh it's, it's you <laughs> i think you better drop it <laughs> i think i honestly 100 percent. this is who shot mr burns i don't even know why they it bothered is. calling it suspect it should have been who shot lionel luther who who shot mr luther is the episode <laughs> title this week oh yes yes it is and uh, maybe we'll see no uh, nothing else we nope nothing nothing else we drop down is gonna beat that i hate to tell you you're, you're probably right you're probably <laughs> right um but uh he says something to the effect of like the conversation is over and then he just takes two bullets to the chest <laughs> and like he staggers and falls over the mezzanine railing and in classic luther fashion goes right through a glass table. That's right, and right to the floor. In the most dramatic fashion ever. Yeah, of course, there's opera music playing, and like the as the camera is zooming away from him, the screen goes like black and white, and then like red letters say wasted to come up on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, now it says KO'd. KO. <laughs> KO. <laughs> Maggie Simpson wins. Um, speaking of the opera though so I did a little background digging on the opera song because every anytime I hear opera music I always just assume it's Carmen because that's the only Mm. opera that I am aware of Um, so if you want to know just a little music trivia so the song that was playing was called La Wally Mm -hmm. and Wally if you can believe it used to be a female Austrian name back in the 1800s Hmm, Lolly. And the whole story is, is of course, it's a love story and broken hearts. And it's kind of like Romeo and Juliet, but not at the same time. Um, but the chorus of the song is very interesting because the chorus um, of the song says, uh, what is it right here? Um, I'll take off alone and far away. Like, so the whole chorus is about how Wally is going to like leave and never come back and you'll never see them again, which Lionel is there essentially like packing up his stuff because Lex has told him to like get the fuck out of Smallville. So he's basically listening to like 17th century Taylor Swift. Pretty much. I was going to say, this is his theory of a dead man. (laughs) (laughs) A theorem of a of a deceased male. <laughs> Anyways, just some fun music trivia for that. We, uh, as the lightning flashes, we cut to outside through a torrential downpour, beating against a windshield, and we eventually see that it's Jonathan Kent inside, passed out, and then we see like a flashlight waking him up, and as he's kind of trying to block his eyes. He's got like a gun in one hand and a bottle of tequila in the other. And you just hear the cops like, put down the gun and tequila. (laughs) And Jonathan Kent is like, tequila. Tequila. (laughs) What I find very funny is that, and I know that Lionel Luther is like mega ultra rich in in this world, but at the same Mm -hmm. time, I feel like they got like, the SWAT, the FBI, the police force, and the National Guard all on this because there is there's helicopters, there's fucking searchlights, there's police officers all over the place. Sure. This is like, the most cops we've seen in any episode of Smallville ever. Right? Maybe maybe more cops than every episode of the series up to this point combined. 
<laughs> yeah, see, I could see that, especially because all we usually ever see is Ethan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fucking Sheriff Mustache actually has a staff. He just doesn't but, use them uh, very much. It hinders all it, his shabby police work. Yeah, like, they uh, they get, they drag him out of the truck and, like, you know, Mustache comes over and he's like, what's going on, Ethan? Ethan's like, yeah, you should probably not say anything until you've got a lawyer. <laughs> um, and then he's, like, being uh, marched away to the car, being read his, his rights and... Uh, it seems like DK shot Mr. Burns. That's what it seems like, at least. Allegedly. Yeah. Everything's alleged. And then the alleged credits roll. The alleged credits, yeah. yeah. <laughs> alleged, and they run very allegedly. They do, yes. Um, yeah, uh, it's, it's a very typical, very typical setup is how I, I kind of see it. And, like, I'll, I'll tell you this so right now, like, right from the get-go, mm-hmm. Even the first time I ever watched the episode, I knew. I was like, no, he didn't. Come on now. He's fucking set no. up. He got set up. I remember thinking, uh, basically, from the point that Lex points out that it could be Dominic, I was like, oh, yeah, of course it's going to end up being Dominic. Mm. And that's that's who, that's th- the first time I ever watched it, that was definitely who I thought did it. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Because I was like, well, it doesn't make sense for it to be anybody else. Right. Um, even Lex. Like, it doesn't even make sense that Lex would, would try it. Um, but we uh, we cut to a jail cell, and DK has traded in his plaid for Prison Orange. <laughs> He's the newest character on Orange is the New Black. <laughs> <laughs> DK, still rocking that scruff from the last episode, too. Oh, God, yeah, he is. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> even when when back in when he was like passed out in his truck and he even looked just like fucking dirty i was like i don't care dk you can be clean you can be dirty just just keep that scruff please (laughs) (laughs) so clark and martha show up because they've allowed they've been allowed for some visitation or whatever and they Mm -hmm. talk to him through the bars uh about like what happened that you know lionel may not make it uh, and the investigators are trying to determine whether the gun is the same caliber that they found on on Jonathan. And, mm-hmm. you know, he goes into his tale about, like, you know, well, what happened the night before. He stopped for a beer at the Wild Coyote. And he um, didn't even finish it. He said he had half a beer. Yeah. What kind of bar has the name Coyote in it without girls dancing on the bar? Right. <laughs> I, I was going to say, what kind of person just has half a beer? <laughs> yeah, he had half a beer, but then left. Uh, he, so he left, uh, and then things started getting woozy. And Martha is like, look, uh, I'm going to get my dad because he's a lawyer. And DK is like, yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> Your dad's always fucking hated me. He's going to freaking fight to keep me in here. <laughs> throw, throw, throw away the key. Yeah, pretty um, much. Clark suggests Henry Small. Um, right. Which is really weird because given how close together we're watching these, and even at the time, if you'd watched the previous episode, you get the sense from the warning that Lana got that maybe Henry Small might not be the best choice considering he's like a fuck up. True, but do you think Lana told that to Clark yet at all? Oh, I'm sure she didn't. I'm sure she didn't. Yeah, so that's that's my only, that's my only quip with that. But like as we'll see later... 
like, yeah, maybe it wasn't the best idea to ask him. And to me, it just kind of showed that, like, oh, yeah, shit, maybe Lana should stay away from him because he's kind of – he definitely keeps his cards very close to the chest. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, Mustache shows up and tells Martha and Clark that visiting time is over. Stop snooping. Um, Stop snooping. Yep. And then we uh, we go over to the Metropolis Medical – or not Metropolis Medical Center, the – Smallville Medical Center, mm-hmm. and we run. Lex runs into that fucking bootlicker Dominic, who we last saw in the trunk of Lex's car. Okay, okay. So the whole time I'm freaking watching this, I'm like, who the f was Dominic? Was I just asleep in another episode, or did I yeah. see only in season one? And then he, he was just... in season one a couple times, and the last time he pissed Lex off to the point where Lex tossed him the trunk of a car. And then when he let him out of the trunk, he basically shoved a note and he's like, next time you want to do my dad's dirty work, tell him to come talk to me himself. Oh, what, what, what episode was that? Uh, I want to say it was episode like 15. I got I can't remember the name of the episode, but it's like. Is that season two? That he was in? It's in season one. It's in oh, season it's in season one. one. Okay, good. I was yeah. like, was I just like, I was like, damn, I really got to lay off my weed. Holy shit. No, <laughs> no he hasn't shown up yet. But okay. it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it was, that's why, again, it was suspicious to me that he showed up. I'm like, well, why would they have him come back for this episode yeah. if he didn't do it? Yeah, that's true. That's true. He could be a very um, prime suspect. Yeah. So, and then maybe that's why they, they needed a, like a red herring that would make sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, Dominic is giving Lex shit, saying, you know, hey, if it weren't for the maid uh, waking up, the vinyl uh, will be dead already. And then tells Lex to drop the concerned son routine and that he's got everything under control. And then he makes the mistake of suggesting that Lex may have pulled the trigger. <laughs> right. And Lex fucking almost beats the shit out of him right there. <laughs> I, I basically wrote that, like, Dominic and Lex have a pissing contest over who's the better out for himself or Because, like, Dominic's yeah. like, I know why you would want to kill him. And you almost did one time. And then Lex is like, well, I know why you would want to kill him. Because da 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 Like, it's like, yeah. <laughs> who's the shittier person? <laughs> yeah. Then we get... Uh, uh, a scene at the Talon that starts with Lana asking um, uh, Henry Small to take Jonathan's case, and basically he's like, no, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, he's acting super sus right now. Yeah, he's like, can't do it. Uh, and she gets defensive about it. Or maybe maybe that's later on in the episode where she gets defensive about it. I mean, but Clark she- shows up. Yeah, no, she tries to get, like, I mean, she, I think she tries to, like, ask him why, and I think he basically just is, like, drop it. He doesn't want to talk about it. And then, yeah, Clark then kind of like, just pops in. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah like, basic, and then, uh, and Henry basically just, like, gives them all the middle finger and, like, walks out. And that's when Lana yeah. drops her big old po- bomb of poop. Her poop yeah, bomb. this is where we start getting, we start getting the, like, some people telling their version of the story where it's like Lana, uh, like eavesdropped on a conversation, like the argument between Jonathan and Lionel, where guess what? That fucking watch comes oh, into play. Oh, yeah, that stupid freaking watch. And, uh, you know, DK's fucking pissed about it and he tells uh, Lionel to stay the hell away from Martha or he'll regret it. 
and Martha and and Lana's looking at Clark like, yeah, this that's that's what I that's what I saw, and that's also what I told the cops when they asked me. <laughs> because <laughs> she's like, I, she's like, I just couldn't lie, Clark. Like you all the time. Piece of shit. <laughs> um, I love if we circle back to that flashback really, really quick. Yeah. Um, I just. <laughs> I love what an asshole. I hate it too. And I do. I think this is one of the reasons I ended up not watching the show any further after like the next season or two. I just, mm. I can't, oh, I hate Lionel Luther so much. And then I hate how Lex very much starts to become him. And it, anyways, um, he has this amazing line where when uh, DK is like, Hey, just, you know, this freaking watch you're trying to tell me it doesn't, it, you know, there's no meaning behind it. And then Lionel's yeah. like, um, you know, with our difference in status, you know, a $25,000 watch from me is like a Whitman sampler from you. Yeah. <laughs> and, a Whit- <laughs> and, and kids, a Whitman sampler was a tiny little like fourteen ninety nine box of different kinds of mediocre mid-grade chocolates. and it it came in this little box i used to have one i put all the i put random shit in like this it was like my storage box anyways came in this little box and the top of it looked like it was like crocheted crocheted or needlepoint needlepoint sorry not crochet needlepoint and so yeah it, 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 it looked like an old granny an old granny thing of candy chocolates whatever anyways yeah so lana wouldn't lie to the police she's not a liar yeah yeah and then uh so we cut over to the Kent farm and the sheriffs are having a search around and fucking wouldn't you know it, they immediately find the watch. Of course they do. There is more police work going on in this episode than I'm pretty sure that Smallville has ever seen in the history of its time put together. <laughs> it's it's too bad, uh, spoiler alert, that this is going to be the last episode that Ethan is in because... Uh, yeah, he does some pretty good work here. <laughs> yeah, he does. It's really good work. <laughs> oh god. And yeah, no, he finds the watch. Of course he finds the watch. And of course, yeah. then, you know, Clark, he can't lie either, because he's the one that because when Ethan says, like, who is this from? And then Martha yeah. kind of hesitates and Clark's like, Well, it was from Lionel Luther. Yeah, yeah. And so and, it, it's yeah. so damning. It's just so damning. It's so damning. And like, he's like, okay, well that combined with a statement from the mansion staff about wanting to get a restraining order. And then the bartender saying that DK got fucking shit faced at the wild coyote. It doesn't look good. And then Ethan, this is the thing. Ethan claims to have gotten Jonathan's blood alcohol test. And it came back at 2.0. Wouldn't he be dead? Hey, so, Time for a sidebar, kids, because we're going to do a little fucking science here. (laughs) This is from an official thing that I looked up. Okay. 0.20 to 0.29. You feel dazed, confused, and disoriented. Balance and muscle control have deteriorated. You may need help walking at 0.2. Okay. Oh, fuck. At 0.3. This is dangerously high blood alcohol concentration. Your potential for death increases, as does your heart rate and likelihood of unconsciousness. You may experience irregular breathing and loss of bladder control. At point three, <laughs> at point four and over, your heart or breathing may stop. A coma or death by respiratory failure is likely. At point four, Jonathan Kent blew 2.0. <laughs> Dude was Boris Yeltsin drunk. 
<laughs> okay, but question though, question though, where did you get that information? Was it off of an American site or a Canadian site? I looked. I I just looked off of a an American site because I would assume they would have been using American numbers. That's what right? I was going to ask you because yeah, yeah. What I found out years ago um, that they measure well. Of course, they measure almost everything differently, but yeah. even uh, diabetes they measure it differently. So here oh, in Ca- here in Canada, uh, an average blood sugar for a non diabetic is seven. Like seven is. Yeah the blood sugar level. Right. And so, yeah. you know, it, it, for diabetics, it'll fluctuate, can go down to like one point something can go up to like 11 point something. I mentioned this one time years ago in high school to mm. my friend's, my friend's boyfriend, who was American. And, mm. um, he was like, if he, if his blood sugar level was seven, he would be dead. I was like, what do you mean he'd be dead? He's like, well, his blood sugar should be 700 like normally. So, I oh guess, Christ! Right, so I guess they even fucking measure that differently, unless that guy was a fucking moron, which very much could cool. be the case. <laughs> hey, you know what? Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say much, but you know, uh, how many other countries in the world uh, measure their uh, temperature with Fahrenheit? So I'll wait. I'll fucking wait. <laughs> send us, send us a voicemail. Send us a voicemail, listeners. Yeah, fight us. <laughs> Fight us, you cowards. Fact check us. We dare you. <laughs> please. <laughs> please. Please fight us. But yeah, you're right. 2.0. Oh my God. That guy would just be a freaking like absolute dead corpse like laying in his truck. Yeah. So, but so anyway, according to the statement, Jonathan was just pounding shots, 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 yeah. Um, and then he buys the bottle from the bartender who lets him leave the bar and get into his truck. While he's like stumbling out of the door. And that bartender fed him like four doubles uh-huh. in, in a row. Like uh-huh. in a fucking row. You can't do that legally. We find out later that this bar isn't always doing things on the legal side. Uh-huh. But like as I was watching it, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like who would believe this bullshit story? Like... like- but because of because of like the you know the way it's framed like it's it's a framing device where it's like this is the statement of the bartender the scene should have ended when Jonathan left the bar but then it continues yeah and you see Jonathan park his truck and like pull the gun out of the glove box and like get out of the truck I'm like well who's who's witnessing this who's seeing this <laughs> The bartender, he followed him. He's actually hiding under the seat. <laughs> yeah. Surprise! <laughs> Except for this time when we see Jonathan, we see Lionel Luther, the camera pans up to the face and it's Jonathan pulling the trigger. And we get another flashback shot of freaking mm-hmm. Lionel getting shot again. Yeah, going over the railing again. Yep. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it, you see... Um, well, because witnesses say... Uh, that they saw DK's truck at the mansion after the gunshots. But this is where I get confused because when in the first flashback, when Lon is talking about the fight that they had had, it looks like it was broad daylight. Well, that's because that was during the day. Like they'd had the fight Uh and then DK had gone about his day, stopped by the bar to get allegedly shit faced. 
and then later, like it, it didn't. It, the scene where they were arguing didn't lead to then, you know. Lima oh yeah, yeah, shot. yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I understand that. I think my confusion, and maybe again, this is where like you start to figure out again that it's like a lie because they say, "Oh, yeah. we have eyewitnesses that claim that they saw DK's truck leave the scene after the gunshots." But if it never actually happened, then who said that? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's because the it's like just that, you know, that generic kind of mystery framing device where they're going to keep showing the scene from different perspectives, yada, yada. Yeah, yeah. But so Pete and Clark go to the scene where the truck was found and like do the like usual sleuthing around. And of course, Clark immediately finds a bullet lodged in a wall. Yeah. Yeah. And he's convinced. Now he's convinced. Like, it's so funny how Clark has, like, already... He's just pieced it together. Like, Clark needs to be, like, the head of Smallville Police. Because, honestly, he's like, someone must have drugged my dad and set him up and then wore a glove and shot this gun to, like, throw us off the scent. He's like, like, Pete, you might not believe this, but I think we're going to have to give my theory a shot. Uh... (laughs) Puts on sunglasses. Okay, goodbye. I'm done. Done. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Clark is again doing all the fucking police work. Like, uh, like obviously, that's what he does. That's what he does. Yeah, yeah. And Pete's like, I don't know about that. Um, but, you know, the first thing they got to do is find out whether it, c- it came from the same gun that shot Lionel. Right. And maybe, maybe it proves he was framed. Um, then we're back at the hospital. Um, and Lex is told that Lionel is in a coma. And that if he doesn't wake up in the next 24 hours, he likely won't at all. Yeah. Um, and Ethan is like there with him hearing the statement. And when Clark shows up to talk to him, the way that he just, Lex just walks past without saying a word. Lex gives him the cold fucking shoulder. Like, yeah, holy. Yeah. They are not talking. And like, you can't, you can't blame the son for the sins of the father. Like, that's not fair. No. Lex no. of all people should know that. Yeah. Well, but, yeah, he's he's the one who who protests the most about that. Absolutely. And but yet he's like, oh, fuck you. Your dad shot my dad. I'm out. Yeah. Got to bounce. Or, or and like he actually thinks that at this point, although it's, you know, pretty soon he's going to start thinking something else. But, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, uh, he, Clark tells Ethan what he found. And of course, Ethan's like, nah, nah, son. Yeah, no, it's definitely not the bullet. It's probably just a stray bullet. Somebody just, you know, from another gun. And then Dominic shows up and he's like, hey, check this out. This is what my theory is. And then we get the scene from Dominic's point of view. So it's a, I, I like to think of this as like everything that was said between Lionel and Lex is mm. through Dominic's recollection. So maybe it's not even 100% what happened. True. But basically... The idea is that uh, a number of LexCorp's employees have sold their shares to a point where now Lex has lost control of his company and Lionel is lording that over him and Lex is fucking pissed yeah. and he says that he's going to fight fight him on it and Lionel is just twists the knife by being like, ah, you're just another employee now. Yeah. He's like, don't be a sore loser. Like, I beat you. Like, just get over it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what kind and, of dum dum like gives uh, away over half of the company to the employees? Like, if you own the company, you own fifty one percent. Like, don't be stupid. That was part of his like his mea culpa at the end of season one, where like 
uh, Lionel was going to close the plant down. Mm-hmm. Lex orchestrated a buyout of the company, but John, uh, something Jonathan was involved in some way, like just trying to get people to like, like Lex knew Jonathan would be able to convince people to like trust him, mm. and he was like, "Well, here's the thing." I'm going to actually sell the shares to the employees. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it it was just for a, um, so, so it would be, they would feel more secure. But the problem is, is now all these people have sold their shares and Lex is now up shit Creek. <laughs> Nothing left now, but to kill your dad. Yep. And so, <laughs> uh, but what we get is like Lex getting pissed and he leaves the room but then we actually, this isn't that part. So Lex tells the story a little bit differently. But after that point, uh, we just see the gunshot scene again, except for this time Lex is holding the gun. <laughs> Dominic ends off uh, speculating that after he shot Lionel, Lex could have framed Jonathan before driving his girlfriend back to Metropolis to create his alibi. Right. And Ethan's like, I'm going to look into this. Definitely, a hundred percent. Got to look into this now. Yeah, um, and and Clark is like, as Ethan leaves, like Clark still doubts it. Like Clark is like, yeah. I like that doesn't sound like Lex. I know they have their differences, but like Lex isn't a murderer. And then Dominic yeah. is like, you know, Come deep on. down, what freaking Lex is capable capable of, Clark? Come on. Yeah. And then I think is this the only scene coming up where Chloe is in the episode? Yeah, with her with her new hair. That's right. Yep, that's it. That's yeah. all she gets. And she's putting yeah. her expose together about, and yeah. it's on like the fucking front page of the torch and everything about how, yeah. uh, and, and it even says names. It's like Jonathan Kent yeah. arrested for the attempted murder of Lionel Luther. Like it's all up there, yeah. black and white. Yeah. And Lana comes in and then Chloe's like, oh, sometimes it really sucks having to be like an objective journalist. Journalist. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and then Lana mentions Henry and how he won't take the case, and Chloe's like, hey, you want to know why that might be? I did that thing I do so well. And Lana's <laughs> like, all right. Give it to let's me. Let's hear it. And so um, she gets a little bit of information, but then uh, Chloe's like, you know, but honestly, if you want to know the actual truth, you're probably best to go to the source. Yeah. And we've, we've basically find out that like Henry once worked for the Luthers and he was a criminal defense lawyer and mm-hmm. did a lot of work for Luther Corps. So I'm like, how many criminals did they have to defend in Luther Corps? Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. How many, yeah. how many shitheads work for <laughs> Luther Corp? Apparently a lot. Um, it is run by King Shithead. Um, I didn't take a ton of notes for the confrontation between Clex and Lark. Clex <laughs> and Lark. Clex and Lark. <laughs> well uh that's the end of the episode uh <laughs> you need to go to bed holy crap you can uh you can find us at uh save at gmail.com and somebody save us <laughs> <laughs> okay well i'll let me take us through then this luther mansion scene i wrote a couple notes down okay so yeah <clears throat> The, the Kex and Lark confrontation. <laughs> <laughs> Clark Clark is pissed because Lex didn't tell him that what Ethan, you know, what, what he found out about the Lionel and Lex argument. And then mm. he basically just like full out accuses Lex of trying to frame DK. And he's like, did you yeah. do it? And just like fucking frame my dad. Like, really? And then Lex comes up and tells him like, you know better than to act on like what the tabloids say about me. Yeah. And again, 
like we're it's it's a little bit more of like a constant thing that Clark always battles with, I find in this show is that he has such a one track mind when he's in the midst of like solving the mystery. You know what I mean? When he's, when he's, yeah. when he has a goal, he's just f- hyper-focused and he doesn't think really in a lot of gray. He mostly thinks black and white. He's concerned. Yeah. He's concerned for daddy Kent. And he's so concerned for his father that he like is honestly like anybody's a suspect. Anybody can be out to get my dad and frame him, even Lex, which I mean, granted, yeah, totally could be. Um, But Lex just fires back because Clark is like, this is like going to affect my dad's life. And Lex is like, yeah, my fucking father's in the hospital. He got shot. Yeah. (laughs) So this is is where Clark just like, he knows he overstepped his boundaries. You could see it in his face. He kind of just backs down a little bit. And that's like, that's pretty much the end. Clark just kind of like storms out. And it's so crazy because Clark has these wild swings too, where two minutes ago when he was talking to Dominic, he was defending Lex. Yeah. And then he just goes, and then now he goes up and down him. Right. Right. Right? So. Yeah. yeah, he's kind of all over the place. And I get it. He's he's emotional. It's a crazy ass time. Like, I don't know if my parents were freaking framed for murder or put in jail or whatever for attempted murder. I'd probably be a little bit crazy, too. But yeah, yeah, Clark's a little all over the place. And then uh, there's a the uh, the scene with DK and Martha in the jail. It's so touching. I love it. And I really hope that the show doesn't write it so that this conversation meant absolutely fuck all. In yeah, episodes. I mean, here, I, eh. <laughs> I hope mm. it doesn't, Paul. Oh, oh. <laughs> let's, just, let's just say that DK is a work in progress. Mm, aren't they all? <laughs> <laughs> I'm right here. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, uh. Uh, but he, he says that he feels stupid for um, being so open about his dislike for the Luthers and like how he's worn that element of his personality on his sleeve and that it's gotten him into a huge amount of trouble at this point. And he apologizes to Martha, like in the end and, yes. and says like, he, he regrets his anger. It makes the situation worse, but he apologizes to Martha for not having faith in their relationship. Yeah. Which I'm like, Oh, finally, because ain't nothing worse than when you're, you know, a semi-hot redhead, although Martha's pretty good looking. I will say it for a lady of her age. She's pretty, she's pretty good. Um, you know, to work with a, a, a powerful man who, sorry, Lionel Luther ain't got nothing on Daddy Kent, okay? Ain't got nothing on him, all right? Yeah. Uh, it gets annoying when your significant other just constantly thinks that you're doing dirty deeds behind their back. So this is a little annoying. Yeah. So yeah, I, I will be I will be very pissed, and I will rant about it every single time he fucking falls behind, back into old habits. Yeah. Well, wait until wait until you see uh, Annette O'Toole playing Lana Lang mm. in Superman Three. Uh huh. <laughs> what? In Superman Three, Martha plays Lana. What? Yeah. So. Just wait, because we'll, spoiler alert, friends, eventually we're going to watch those old Superman movies. Yeah, we are. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, but back to the current Superman. (laughs) And Richard Pryor's in that movie, too. (gasps) Shut up, really? Yeah. Oh. He's like one of, he's one of the quote unquote bad guys. Okay. Yeah. Um, So we get to uh, Clark and Pete stopping by that bar. 
Um, and this is where Pete, because back when I was like, who the fuck would serve four double shots and leave with a bo- let a guy leave with a bottle of tequila drunk, blah, 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 blah. But then Pete basically says like, oh, yeah, my brother used to come here all the time in high school because they don't check IDs here. It sounds like the the uh, the hotel in Sangudo. <laughs> Even the bar in Marathor used to check IDs. I mean, come on. Or Peaches, Peaches and Greens, which was just creepy as hell. Like the, <laughs> the lady there was just like... A total cougar. Hey, you could have, you could have, maybe she had some good tips and pointers, Polly. You could have taken her up on her offer. Huh? You still there? Hello. I, uh, Uh uh-oh. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Something, something happened there. (laughs) Anyways, uh, yeah, so no, they go to the bar and now Clark's going to freaking interrogate the bartender because Ethan's not going to do it. Yeah, yeah, like he 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 talks to Clark about you know how oh yeah I knew your dad like when we were, we went to high school together and he was blowing off steam talking to everybody in the bar about how he was going to deal with Lionel and drinking a fuckload of tequila and uh you know he he says look I've known your dad since high school and he's got a temper and he's like honestly it wouldn't surprise me if he did it and Clark <sighs> is just like fuck you dude and like almost puts him through the ceiling. Fuck. I oh, but rightfully so. That bartender, man, I'm so glad he gets what's fucking coming to him because he's a mm-hmm. dick. Yeah, and like so, Clark smashes him up. Like the bar has glasses hanging from it, and so uh, Clark smashes him up against it. And I'm like, I'm actually amazed the dude didn't get cut at all. Right, or like a broken wine glass stemmed and shove itself into his brain, <laughs> just through his head. <laughs> rightfully so, though. Again, this guy's a dick. And Pete's just like, <laughs> Clark, just calm down, okay? We just gotta go. Yeah. We gotta go. So, so, yeah, Pete and Clark get the fuck out of there. And then they get, like, attacked by a dude in a semi with, like, crack aim. Right? I I, yeah. I said that it was Deadshot. It had to have been Deadshot because nobody else but Deadshot could have made that freaking shot. Well, like, like, it's so crazy. Like, they go off the road. There's, like, that slow motion, like, Dukes of Hazard, like, jump that Mm -hmm. pete's car takes lands in the field they come to a stop and the semi is like barely come to a stop where the guy opens the door he stands on like the runner on the side and just aims and shoots a bullet perfectly into the gas tank yep that's right see it's got to be dead shot it's the only person yep and uh and pete is caught in the explosion and uh r.i.p pete Do you just really want Pete to die? What's your beef? What's your beef with Pete? I'm just every time it's it's a it's a bit I'm not gonna let go. Every time Pete gets into some kind of thing, he's gonna die like Kenny in South Park, basically. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, I like that bit. Uh, All right. Pete. But actually, what happened is the, like Clark pulls him out just barely in time. But it's so crazy because Clark like checks Pete and then looks up at the road, and that fucking truck is gone. Yeah. Like completely gone, like moving at the speed of plot. <laughs> I know. So A, it's an 18 wheeler. It's a huge ass effing truck. Even if that trailer was empty, like you can't go from zero to 60 in a semi in like, you know, two seconds. That just doesn't happen. Um, yeah, and- that's the thing. Coming to, coming to think of it, did it even have a trailer attached? Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Okay. Yes. Right. Um, but even again, even if it didn't, like it, yeah. those trucks are slow as fuck. And, uh-huh. um, I want to talk about that again, the ridiculous explosions in this show. <laughs> now, 
Now, granted, I have never seen a car explode, okay? I've never had the privilege of getting to see a car explode. This explosion just engulfs the entirety of your screen for at least a good 15 freaking seconds. Like, engulfs (laughs) Clark and Pete so that you can't see them. And then when the flames lick away, it's only been about maybe 15 seconds total since the explosion happened. And everything in the car is incinerated. Right? That car looks like it's been, like, burned out for years. It's a rusted out. that scene in Terminator 2 where Sarah Connor is having the dream and she's, like, holding on to the chain link fence and just gets nuked right yeah pretty much pretty much and in car form and 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 little side note here so way way back in the day when i was uh living with my parents on the south side of the city um i don't know if you ever heard of it but there was like there was a huge fucking fire south of uh, ellersley road and it was this cheap ass condo that was going up it was a huge news story because there was like one fire retaining wall only and right. there's, I think there should have been like three or four. So because right. there was only one fire retaining wall, the whole uh, the thing whole was building like, burned. Whole building burned. And because it was only in the early stages where the bones were up, so just the wood, the frame was up. Um, the fire burned so hot it melted vehicles on the road. Yeah. It melted yeah. siding on people's houses. It shattered windows in the cars from yeah. the heat and shattered yeah. some people's windows. It was intense. So even that, like now, granted the as far as I know, flames, cars didn't catch on fire. There were no car explosions, but like right. my mom and I walked by there like two days later and the carnage was still very, very fresh. And yeah. as we're walking down, like there was, that didn't exist. That was not, there yeah. were no shelled out, like rusty burnt out cars. Like that's, <laughs> I, come on, small bill. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> come on. Really? <laughs> but, uh, so anyway, we, but we cut to, to the hospital, uh, seemingly just for a scene where, like, uh, Sam Jones can just flex, just jacked Pete with his shirt off <laughs> for a couple seconds. Yeah, yeah, because why not? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Lex shows up to ask Clark how he's doing, but Clark is, of course, being a dick and being like, eh, what do you give a fucking shit? Yeah, give me the cool show, you dick. Set up my dad. And then... Lex tells him about Dominic keeping him from seeing Lionel and that Lex has his own spin on events about the buyout and how that will affect Dominic's position. And so we get the same scene between Lex and uh, Lionel, but then when Lex leaves the room, Dominic starts like whining about, what about the promises you made? Yeah, you said I was going to take over the company. Yeah, and... And and Lionel's like, look, uh, not for nothing, but Lex is still my son. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and then Lex comes back. Yeah, and he's, he's like, like, oh, I forgot, I my, forgot keys. my keys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's it's damning for for Dominic, and and oh, I had something for this. Um, I lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah. No, Lionel even says he's like, oh, I never planned for Lex to be gone forever. Like I, you know, I wanted to give him a taste of his freedom and then just take it away from under him so that he comes back to me. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, Lionel like leaves it all on the table. And even in the previous hospital encounter with Lex and Dominic, like Lex Mm -hmm. mentions that he's like, oh, so you thought and I love this line just because of today's like meaning of the word. Um, Oh, you thought my dad was grooming you? (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, Lionel was grooming him. It was. Grooming him, all right. <laughs> more like, yeah. <laughs> not Dominic, more like Subanic. Uh, um bumps. Anyway, in Lex's version of the bar scene, though, we see the bartender spiking Jonathan's drink, and then Dominic approaching him, and like you see him put the bottle of tequila under his jacket, and then following Jonathan out the door. Yeah. And then he explains the reason why he didn't go to the police is that it would have looked too suspicious given the fight that his father had and the whole thing about the company. And it just would have, you know, but Clark is still pissed because DK has been sitting in jail for, I don't know, has it been a full day, a couple days? Like what's Um, going on? Like it's, it's been at least like probably 20, between 24 and 48 hours because I know a full day has definitely passed. And Lex is still just trying to equivocate by saying like, well, he's like, I'm hoping that like the shooter is going to make a mistake and reveal themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that you know, Clark has kind of like a dubious look on his face, yeah. but that's basically it. Uh, Lana and Henry where Lana like tries to poke into things and he gets fucking pissed because she's snooped into his past. And then she like gets so defensive. She's like, well, I guess I, I guess I'll leave your life forever. <laughs> He's like, okay, God damn it. Fine. Then I'll just come and help you. But I'll shut you. Yeah. Up. <laughs> and he explains what happened. Basically there was a case where because he was so burned out and didn't give a shit, uh, an innocent man was executed. Yeah. Yeah. Three, three months before uh, Henry yeah. fe- had like the evidence to clear his name. Yeah. Which is like super shitty. So my note on that is how the fuck did super sleuth objective journalist Chloe that can literally find out any piece of information that she apparently wants. How did she not find out about this case? Uh, Maybe she just stopped after a certain point. Or maybe she did. She just decided not to tell Lana. Well, that's shitty, Chloe. Fucking Chloe. Yeah. God. It's always, always her fault. Always fucking Chloe. She was probably the killer. (laughs) <laughs> a scene where it's just chloe for no reason oh god um yeah so then okay my notes get super super like flimsy here so my mm-hmm. my next note is just about how dominic's alibi is super flimsy well his his alibi is kind of flimsy but basically it's that like uh you cut to the police station and mr smallest uh is t- is gonna take the case right uh like after the scene with Lana um, and in the holding area, he's talking about how it's likely Jonathan could be home by supper given his standing in the community. And that like, you know, especially considering that Lionel might now wake up and be yeah. able to ID the shooter, which is kind of a big if given his blindness. Um, and we learn that the bartender has disappeared. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So then Pete and Clark go do their favorite pastime. <laughs> Except for this time, Pete actually asks why they're doing it. <laughs> and then Clark yes. says, funny you should ask, here's this cup. Yes. Uh, he... So could you uh, could you fill this for me, please? <laughs> Not with Pete. Hey, Pete. Uh, shots? <laughs> I just took a big chug of water. <laughs> no. 
God damn it. Uh, uh, yeah. And then uh, Clark pretty quickly finds the bartender in the freezer. Yeah. So why did they do this shot? I found this shot to be very odd because Clark walks into the back, sees the freezer, the deep freeze. It does have a lock on it, but like he yeah. just stares at it. Crumples he doesn't. It. Doesn't yeah. x-ray vision it, doesn't nothing. He's just like, oh, there's a lock on this deep well, freeze. That's they do the thing where they did the cheap version of x-ray vision where they made him squint slightly and uh, then do like open his wise, eyes a little bit wide like a shock. But uh, it's so it's so canned and like this happens so much that like it's pretty half-assed and then they're like, yeah, he breaks the stupid lock. But I did wonder why the green light green light in the freezer like when you open the when he opens oh, the freezer yeah. there's like green light i was like is there gonna be kryptonite in here yeah it's like, a freezer full of kryptonite yeah 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 but yeah. it's fish um, it's because the fish turned it's fish gone bad but then uh i actually kind of paused it because i wanted to see when clark pulls the photo off the cork board it's actually the where the way it's on the cork board is a part of the, a photo on top of it is covering the face of the second person in the photo so you still don't get to know who it is. Oh. But he's like, I think I know who shot Mr. Burns. <laughs> Could it be you? <laughs> Could be you? <laughs> that could be me. I just got here. <laughs> oh, Dr. Hibbert. Um, yeah, so no, the x-ray vision thing, I mean, I guess they just ran out of special effects budget because they spent it all on that car exploding. <laughs> yep, the whole thing, yeah. Yep. Pretty much. Uh, we cut to the hospital and we see a shadowy figure enter the hospital room and shutting the blinds and then pointing a silenced pistol at the bed and then pulling the trigger a couple of times mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, stops shooting so that Clark can do a monologue. <laughs> he just like walks into he's like, so nonchalant. He turns on the light and then he starts walking around the person. He's like, so I knew yeah yeah i knew it was you all along or i knew it was you i was putting the pieces together that's why we put out the the news that lionel was was doing better so that you have to come back and finish the job and like i he he uh, he found out that the the uh the blood alcohol test was faked Mm -hmm. um and then just as clark is about to go for him ethan decides that he's going to try to pull the trigger of course and then Clark's like, uh, I don't think so. Not today, Ethan. And just yeah. throws him against the room like a ragdoll. Yeah, yeah. And then he tries. And then we get Ethan's side of the story as to why he did what he did. Which, I mean, um, it, it, it is shitty. Like, don't get me wrong. It's shitty. But he should have just, like, why didn't Ethan just say no from the get-go? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. The Luthers, especially Lionel, is is good at, like, getting some dirt. I guess. I mean, he's a shitty cop. I mean, maybe he was a shitty cop for like more reasons, but like, uh, yeah, essentially like he, like like, Ethan had to get like dirt on the voters, like the people, the employees Mm -hmm. that held voting chairs and whatnot. And then, you know, Ethan's like, yeah, if I know all the shitty things that you've done. So one call to my lawyer, we'll fix that. Lionel's like, oh, you mean this evidence? It's all in the one, one standard letter sized envelope. envelope. Yep, yep. <laughs> and, like, not even that thick. No, no. Um, no. But also, uh, all Lionel has to do is be like, oh, isn't Sheriff an elected position? Dun, dun, dun. Kind of like what Lex did with the cigarette smoking man. 
a few episodes ago. Oh, he's yeah. Like, oh, hey, Mayor. Hey, Mayor Dickhead. Um, <laughs> Whatever happened to that mayor? Whatever happened to this this whole election that's going to happen? We will we'll get, I'm sure we'll get around to it at some point. Or maybe we won't. I don't know. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lex, so uh, in the next scene, Lex shows up at uh, the barn to talk to Clark, who is looking at DK's old yearbook. And Clark's like, I wonder how somebody could just turn on a friend like that and just like turn evil. It's foreshadow time. It's fucking so on the nose. It's a bit <laughs> on the nose. Yeah. But even Lex is like, I don't think people like all have it in them. I think, or like, you know, are capable of it. I just think that like the journey. She, yeah. She asked people like my dad, just kind of bring it out in little, little yeah. quips and little bits at a time. Yeah, and then like Clark's like, you know, I wish I could help with your dad, and Lex is just like, I can take him. Yeah, yeah, like I'll deal with it. Don't worry about it. I'll just shoot him if he gets out of line. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then like, uh, like Lex does visit Lionel at the hospital. Yeah, and this is like, um, I mean, it's reminiscent of like when uh, Lionel went blind after Lex had to save his ass yeah. from the last time. Um, like that's pretty much the entire conversation. That's all I could think about. So all I could do was like, wait for Lex to just, or to, for Lionel to just continuously gaslight. Yeah. And blame everything on everyone else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which he does. He's like, Lionel's like, if you hadn't orchestrated that buyout, yeah. none of this would have happened. <laughs> Son. How dare you? <laughs> um, yeah, no, he, blames. I forgive you. He blames. I forgive you, son. <laughs> And then he tells him that he was supposed to be the chosen one. Bring balance to the force. <laughs> you were supposed to save Luther Corp, not leave it in darkness. <laughs> and then Lex is like, fuck this, and just leaves. And there's a really funny acting choice. Like, right at the very end, right before credits roll, Lionel's laying in the room by himself. Uh-huh. It's quiet. And he just goes, hmm. <laughs> I didn't even hear that. Hmm. He does. He just goes, hmm. Well, because now he's got a plot like, an, like you know, how he's going to keep Lex in his employ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the credits. That's the credits, kids. Yeah. That's all it took. Yeah. So, so I don't know. What, what, what did you think? What did you think? Uh, you know, it it was okay. Right. Um, yeah. It was like nothing special, considering like. You know, you open on an episode on the episode like this, like Lionel going over that balcony and like smashing through that table and like the opera music and like everything um, is kind of cool. And then like the initial setup of like, oh, did Jonathan Kent kill him? But then they just drop the ball with some of the other stuff. And like, like, some of the other scenes are just shitty. Yeah. And like, (laughs) yeah, it's. I don't know. It's. It's. They. They reuse the footage of somebody shooting Lionel and Lionel going over too many times. Like it's basically. About 25 minutes of like footage and then a couple of redos or like very slightly changed camera angles, like from Lex's version of the scene with him and Lionel and Dominic and then Dominic's version, there is very slight camera differences. Yeah. Like a little bit, but yeah, it's not, it's not so, it's not too, too different, but like, 
Um, uh, don't, but it's don't... pretty cliche. Well, it's pretty cliche. didn't they know that the Simpsons did it first? <laughs> Simpsons, Simpsons did it. Did it. Simpsons did no, it. That, you know, that's actually what the episode is going to be called. Simpsons did it. Okay. <laughs> no, I still like the who shot who shot Mr. <laughs> Luther. Come on. No, we can't change okay. it now. We're in it. We're okay. in it. All right. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Um, yeah. So I so out of uh, 10 bullet holes, because that's roughly how many times Lionel. Yeah, we see we episode. yeah, we see uh, a mystery person shoot him twice. And then we see Jonathan do it. And then we see Alex do it. And then we see uh, Dominic do it. And then we finally see Ethan do it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's 10. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it four. Whoa. That's pretty low. Yeah, I just didn't really like it that much. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm well, I'm in the same boat. Like, even as I was like taking notes, I was not even enthusiastic of like taking notes. I didn't have really like that many good like jokes about the things that they did wrong. Cause I just didn't really like for a murder mystery episode, I like, I'm sorry. I want freaking, I want knives out. Okay. I want murder on the Orient Express. I want a classic who fucking done it. And if you can't do it, Mr. Burns style, then you got to do it the other way and like have everybody in the mansion at the same time. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Anyways. Um, so I think, yeah, for, for roughly the same reasons, like it wasn't as exciting as it should have been for like a murder mystery, the reusing of the, the same shot, the freaking car explosion, Clark's mm-hmm. x-ray vision, not being like, you know, put out there for us to see uh, all of these things, just like a big combination. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to give it a four. Cause I'm like, I'm, I'm not a douchebag, but I, <laughs> but I'm only going to give it like a five and a half. I'm not going to give it much higher of a rating. It wasn't a, it wasn't so, an amazing like episode. Five, five shots. And then a graze. He got grazed by one. Yeah. In the neck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in the neck in the neck uh yeah, yeah. so no it, it wasn't a, it wasn't a great episode it wasn't terrible but at the same time underwhelming for what it should have been it's one of those ones where after i finished watching it i almost wanted to just start watching the next one because i was like i gotta redeem this somehow like i gotta get something <laughs> good out of this and the next one is actually gonna be pretty good but uh while i do our socials why don't you look up what that's gonna be okay Okay. All right. So, uh, we here we are at the end of another episode. I hope everyone is enjoying the show. Uh, we are uh, still wanting to see what you guys uh, are thinking. Like, you can send in like little mini reviews of your own uh, to our voicemail, which uh-huh. is at uh, Anchor.fm/slash/saveus. Uh, you can do the same thing on Twitter. Um, we actually usually, you know, when we post the episode, there's usually a, a funny gif or something, uh, on the post. And, you know, if we get a little bit of Twitter engagement there, uh, you can find us at save us pod and save us And you can find each of us individually on our own Twitters talking about what else we usually do. Mine is usually just retweeting a bunch of metal gear bullshit. Um, it's at <laughs> Oslowop. And uh, Ashley is at GamermomCA. Yeah. I'm not overly uh, active on Twitter. So, you know, but if you send me a post, I do have, I get notifications. So, you know, if you, if you send me a little something, something, I'll see it. I'll see it. Yeah. 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 
but yeah, I guess I guess the other thing is just uh, yeah. Um, soon we're gonna have some ideas, like I mentioned earlier in the episode. We might be watching some Superman movies and some other stuff uh, that's gonna come down the pipe. But uh, we're still kind of you know looking at. I'm just kind of you know I look at the analytics for the show and like how many listeners we've got and all this other stuff. And so I'm just interested to see because um, I know there's people out there listening to the show. Yeah. And uh, I just want to hear from you. We want to know what keeps you coming back. Yeah. yeah. It's certainly it's, not my voice. There's uh, no prob- fucking way. It's probably my jokes about smegma. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I want to just say somebody save us right now, but you have not said what the episode is yet. <laughs> wah, wah. God. All right. Well, speaking of episodes, uh, let's get into it. So next week on Smallville, episode, what, 14? Rush. Is that right? Does Amazon yeah. do it right? Okay, good. Yeah. Okay. After a parasitic worm infects Pete and Chloe, they become thrill-seeking daredevils. And Pete uses red meteor rocks to persuade Clark to join them on a dangerous adventure. Not only does Clark display his powers, he also kisses <gasps> Chloe. Ugh. As witnessed. As witnessed. By a stunned Lana. Dun, dun, dun. Uh-huh. And so that is such a better episode capsule than the one that is on, like, the TV guide version that I have. Okay. Which doesn't mention any of that shit. It basically says, I'll do this one, too. Okay. And you can see what I mean. Uh, it is uh, Rush. A strange parasite invades Pete's body and feeds on the teen's adrenal glands causing him to shake off his inhibitions and engage in wild and dangerous behavior. Meanwhile, Clark gathers his courage and asks Lana for a date, which she eagerly accepts. <gasps> oh, no. Well, now we yeah. just get, we get a little bit more, because, like, yeah, it stunned Lana, but he had asked her out beforehand. Oh, Clark. Oh, yeah. Oh, Clark. Yeah. And that thing is, like, people have, like... so there'll be consequences for the episode. Like Lana was about to like, you know, oh, yeah, say yes on a date and then Chloe's going to get kissed. And whether she remember remembers it happening or not, it's going to cause friction between her and Lana yep. who now live together. I wonder if they're even going to mention that. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. Probably not. They'll probably just throw an explosion in. Keep us distracted. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's gonna. Well, I'm excited to watch it. I do hope it's gonna redeem itself after this little snore fest of an episode. Um, yeah, yeah, and you know, it'll be fun. Other than that, I think uh, we can just sign her off, Paul. Yeah, with our famous tagline, Schmegma. Somebody <laughs> save us. <laughs> <laughs>